but I feel like I'm in the exact right place I need to be right now. Like this isn't a stopgap on the way to something else and I'm always keeping an eye out for whatever the next best opportunity is. I feel like I can really expand my career here and, and get what I need from it, which is a pretty great feeling. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. This week, we just wanted to get real and have a bit of a conversation, to be honest. We've been doing a lot of advice type topics lately, I feel. And so in this episode, we just wanted to have a chat. We're going to talk about the future of our design careers and... I don't know where we see them going, where we thought they would go when we first started out in this industry. Hopefully it'll be an episode where you can not only learn a bit more about us, but perhaps ask yourself these questions as well about your own career going forward. Should be some good introspective times, I think. First though, Fem, how are you going? Have you recovered from the launch of our community? <laughs> Almost. I have been trying to catch up on sleep a little bit this week. So giving myself, you know, a little bit of extra sleep and time in the morning to make sure I'm feeling refreshed for the day. But I, I'm doing really well. I have been you're really excited to see people join the community. It's been super fun to have conversations with people and meet new people. I feel like we have all of these people listen to our show that I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's like they know us, but we don't know them. I was actually just at a design meetup last night and someone came up to me and they were like, oh, are you Femke from the podcast? And I was like, yes, who are you? That's so cool. <laughs> it's it's so cool. It's it's super cool to for, for people to come up and, you know, say hi to me is really, really nice in person. And that's what I've liked about the community is I get to know them as well. It's kind of like a two-way street rather than a, a one-way street. You know, when you just listen to the podcast, they get to know us really well, but we don't necessarily get to know them. So I've been really good. It's been really cool to connect with people who enjoy and listen to the show. So yeah, things are going pretty good over here in Amsterdam. Good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> and you? Well, I'm... I haven't quite been able to take my foot off the gas after our community launch because there's been a bunch of other stuff that I committed to that I need to work on. Um, I'm kind of feeling like I might have to abandon all hope of getting my font out this side of 2018. Oh no! Well, it just, we're already at the end of November pretty much and I've got another trip coming up that is a sponsored trip where I'll be making video content. Um, I've still got a few sponsored videos for, for Squarespace that I need to make and then I need to be planning content so I can film it in advance before my trip to New Zealand which I'll be going away for a month so I won't be filming for a month so really like where and there do I fit in not only finishing the font but like planning a launch for it planning the marketing for it etc so yeah I think I think that's going to have to be put off that I'm it's something I'm current, currently coming to terms with I feel like you go in waves of being prepared and filming a lot in advance and then using it all up and then being in the situation of suddenly not having any kind of video content buffer and then having to figure out how to how to make that again. To be honest, pretty much this whole year I have not had a video buffer. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Okay. At the start of the year I did, that's probably when you're remembering because that's when I talked about it because I was really proud of it. <laughs> but yeah, lately that has not been the case, unfortunately. Uh, I've been filming a video in the same week that I upload it and I've not been able to get out of that because we've been doing things like the community and, you know, I've been traveling and 
it's just it's just not happened so yeah but that needs to happen so that is going to be my end of the year I think which is crazy to think that I pretty much have my whole rest of the year of side projects planned out like what I can actually fit in that that's good like it sounds like you are really organized unlike me I have no idea what the rest of the year (laughs) of my side projects look like I've honestly in the last couple months kind of just been taking it week by week so I think at the end of the day you're you're definitely more organized and like forward thinking than I am when it comes to this stuff well hey forward thinking what a nice tie-in to today's topic (laughs) was that on purpose no but you did well it was good let's start with i I don't know, I just love to know what your goals were with your design career when you first started with it and how they've changed, I suppose, going forward. Like, was there anything when you were new to the industry or like just learning to become a designer where you thought, yes, this is something that I want to achieve in my career and like this would be a marker of success for me? Interesting question. I think I always assumed that my life would be working at an agency same. <laughs> We've talked about that before, but I mean, I've, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you go through design school and a lot of, at least, you know, my my experience at design school, a lot of the focus was on the advertising industry and branding and working with an ag- working at an agency and how to work with clients. That was that was really the main focus. And so I just kind of naturally assumed that that is what my design life would be. And then... I joined in-house and I still for probably the first year of working in-house, it took me probably about a year to shake off the the agency feelings. I, I still felt like, oh, I'm just doing in-house for now, but my next step is definitely going to be agency. I want to work at an agency and, and do big branding projects. Like I still felt like that was going to be my next step, but it, that, that was what I was thinking for about a year. So it was about a year into my in-house job that I, you know, the tables kind of turned. They, they flipped and I, I realized that actually being in-house is pretty cool. And I, I realized that I actually enjoyed it quite a lot and suddenly was no longer really interested in switching to agency life. Yeah, it's, it was almost like agency was seen as the highest level of design right so that's what we were aiming for because you know you always want to aim for the top yeah I think also with me I have a degree in marketing as well so naturally I was kind of like well I have a degree in marketing now I'm doing design so one plus one equals like advertising and branding right (laughs) so I was like this is kind of the path that my mind has been on for my whole sort of four-ish years of study so that was all I knew and that was all that I thought it was going to be and then it wasn't until I started working in-house that I realized that hey there's this whole other path available and I can totally still use my marketing skills as an in-house designer that doesn't necessarily have to put me in a box of of advertising life. Yeah totally I think the something else that I thought was a thing that I had to aim for when I was new to the industry as well was all of those design awards you know like we had the best awards in New Zealand and there's all these like website awards and and stuff like that I thought that was like the pinnacle of good design was like I want to be doing award-winning design and I want to be working with like the big brands like Coca-Cola you know it would be amazing if they would hire me to work on a project and stuff like that so my thoughts on just like 
the work I want to spend my time doing and what success means with that work has definitely changed because now I find myself working at a small company, not even entering design awards and not even caring about them, you know, so... (laughs) By definition of my early design self, you could say that I failed, but I definitely do not feel that way. (laughs) No, you just course corrected. I think you just figured out what you actually want to focus on. And that's totally okay because that changes all the time. I I don't, I'm not confident or certain that in-house is going to be my design career for the rest of my life. Interesting. Let's go into this some more. Okay. Where do you see your design career going then? Like... I don't know how far out you want to look, but I'd be interested to know like five years time. And then also maybe we could talk about further into the future, but let's, let's work our way out there perhaps. Okay. Okay. Well, I always feel like I know where I want to be in five years, but I know that it always changes as well. So I always have like this, oh, in five years, I, I want to be here. I probably want to be here, but it, it always changes. I don't know. I feel like every year I kind of learn more about myself or learn to understand more about what I want to do and things kind of change. So I think where I am right now in five years, I, I probably still want to be basically continuing what I'm doing now as being an in-house product designer, but hopefully climbing up a little bit more uh, and making my way up from junior to maybe senior. I don't know how long that takes. I'm going to have to find out, but I think that's what I still want to be doing in five years because I really want to gather and generate and learn a lot and gather all Mm. of this knowledge. And I feel like that can't be rushed. That has to take time and experience. So that's sort of where I see myself. I hope to still be doing product design in-house, working at a tech company. And I guess on the side, obviously continuing my side projects and maybe Build, continuing to build them a little bit more and having them as maybe a more sort of sustainable project rather than something I'm kind of weeding through doing for fun and trying to keep afloat on my own. Yeah, that makes sense. See, I don't know if I see myself working at a company in five years time. I don't know yet. Um, I definitely want to increase the amount of like design related stuff I do that isn't actually physically designing like I want to be teaching more I want to be hosting workshops and speaking at conferences and things I Mm -hmm. want to be having time to make products and which I guess is obviously designing because there's design involved in that and launch them but yeah there's just not the time with working full-time five days a week you know 40 to 50 to 60 sometimes hours a week it's hard to fit in all of that that other stuff so I don't know, in five years time, I could definitely see myself perhaps only working like as an in-house designer, because that is still the area of design I want to be in. I could see myself only working maybe three days a week in that and and the other two like weekdays spent on my own things. And then maybe I could have a weekend as well. That would be nice. Oh, what are those (laughs) things? (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I see my career going is more into... Like, I wouldn't say freelancing because I'm still not interested in that whole idea of of chasing clients and doing the admin side of things. But I would like to have like one or two companies that I work part time for, I suppose, and and do more consulting and, and I'm being more selective with the type of design projects that I take on too. like in five years time, I don't want to be designing images for social media and you know, stuff like that, that I just don't find exciting. I want to be focusing on big web design projects where I can really sink my teeth into and not worry so much about the small stuff. 
that would be the ideal situation in five years for me. Yeah, I I also like I used to think, oh, maybe one day my life will be I'll be a full time freelancer and I will have my own clients and basically run my own business. I I think I've always actually had that in my mind ever since I was like a teenager is wow. that like one day, like not necessarily going to freelance, but one day I'm going to run my own business. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of always been this thing in my mind. Yeah, you've got entrepreneurial parents, right? Have, so that's probably yeah. where that came from. I have very entrepreneurial parents. They both ran several businesses as I was growing up. So I I just sort of assumed or thought or, or wanted to do the same, basically. And I still have that in me. I still feel like I'm, I I think my end goal, and this is why I didn't say this in the five-year plan, because I, okay, I yeah. don't know if it's going to happen in five years, but I think my end goal is to eventually be self-sufficient. Yeah. And similar to you, I I can't see that being freelancing and having clients. I, I'm just not interested in doing that. But if I could be self-sufficient in other ways, like similar to some of the things that you said, maybe giving workshops or doing conferences or creating online courses and things like that, that that would be more, I think, the route I want to take. And that's also why I want to spend some more solid years actually doing the grunt work of design and being a product designer so I can build all of that knowledge up and then go on and turn it into workshops or something like that. Yes, I totally feel the same. I feel like right now I don't have enough knowledge yet to feel confident that I could have a career of you know, speaking and giving workshops and stuff like that. Right. I feel like I don't have the stories to tell yet. I don't have enough body of work where I have you know, learned really interesting things in the process that I could, that could sustain me, you know, for a, for a career mm-hmm. or half career, I guess, in, in speaking and presenting because, well, I probably have enough stuff for one or two talks, it, let's think long-term and I'm going to need more than that, you know, to, to continue on. And that's why I like the idea too of not making a, a sudden switch of quitting a full-time job to do my own thing totally. I like the idea of still working in the industry and like still being a designer. I think a lot of designers move into management roles or, you know, perhaps design influencer roles where they're not actually using the tools that much anymore and they're not actually designing. And I don't think I would like that for me. I could easily see it happening, but I want to try my hardest to not let it, you know what I mean? Because I think it's super valuable to still be designing and still be refining those skills for, you know, as long as this is my career. Yeah, I guess it's that traditional path of, you're a junior designer, then you're a senior designer, etc. And you kind of go up this ladder to become a manager. And then once you're a manager, you're not really doing the work anymore. Yeah. But that's kind of the next step if you want to keep growing. And it's kind of hard, right? Like what if you are not interested in being a manager or you don't want to manage people, but you're at the top level of being a designer and it's kind of like, well, where can I go to next if I don't want to be a manager? Mm. That, that that can be really hard, I think. And I, I haven't been in that situation yet, but I don't know, maybe when I do get to that situation, maybe that's when I do make this jump of, of you know, 
moving on to pursue my own things instead. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know when that's going to happen, but like you, I, I definitely don't feel like I have enough stories to tell yet. I still feel like I need to do the grunt work for a little bit longer. And, and to be honest, I, I'm enjoying the grunt work. Like I am really loving the experience that I'm currently, that I currently get. And I feel like I'm building my knowledge bank and my skills and refining all of those so that hopefully eventually in the future I, I will have stories to tell. That makes sense. We've we've actually been talking a lot about career development at ConvertKit lately, like in our team meetings. And because we're a small company, right, we don't have all these layers of management. So there's nowhere like technically I can't really be promoted unless the company suddenly grew a lot and we hired extra designers. Right. Yeah. You know, at like a team of them, but there's only two of us and we're planning on hiring a third next year but still that's not you know I'm not going to be managing a design team and that's okay because that's not what I want to do but yeah we would we've been talking about how it's up to each of us as individuals to figure out what we want from our career and like how we want to grow and then how ConvertKit can help with that so for me with wanting to do more conference speaking and stuff like that I want to eventually work my way up to like speaking at conferences on behalf of ConvertKit, you know, uh, right now I don't feel like I really have the stories to tell yet, like we've, we've been saying, but yeah, that's something that I will be working towards as career development in a way, but it's not technically a promotion in the tr- traditional sense where I'm, you know, managing a team. Yeah, but that's really cool that you like to sort of make your way up, you can do these things that are not necessarily directly related to design, but still within that kind of sphere, like speaking, I think to a traditional designer, if they heard you say that, they'd think she wants to do public speaking. Like, how is that related to design? Right. (laughs) Right? Uh, But but I can totally see it because I think, you know, obviously there's so many benefits to speaking and a lot of a lot of those benefits, benefits, I think you can bring into your your design life haha <laughs> uh, you, you know how, how you how you work as a designer like public speaking is a fantastic skill and if you are really good at that as a designer then I think you become really good at communicating your ideas and and so on and so on so I think that's super cool that you are exploring ways of how to sort of advance your role that's not necessarily just within the design bubble yeah exactly actually I want to bring in now something, something I want to ask you, but I want to answer it myself first because it's on the tip of my tongue. So I'm just going to be rude for a sec. But it's um, what goals do you have for your career going forward? Like from where you are now, what are some things that you want to achieve in your career? And something that I want to have achieved in my career by the end of it is to have been a part of making a brand like something that's super well respected and something that everyone knows and talks about as an awesome brand you know um so i work at convertkit we're email marketing software and every time i go to a conference or something i feel like mailchimp which is one of our competitors is always brought up as this like you know idea of a really great brand they're doing really interesting stuff and you know really awesome things so people talk about them i want to be a part of making convertkit into something like that where if you're going to I don't know about you, but every time I want to look up an example of brand guidelines, I'll head to MailChimp's site, you know, because they do it really well. And I want to make ConvertKit into something that does that. And I want to be a part of that. So, yeah, that's a goal I have with my career. And I guess it's kind of 
not all that far away from my initial goal of wanting to win design awards and stuff like that. Like it's still about wanting recognition, mm-hmm. but it's also about creating something great and then having the stories to tell as well about, about how we got there. So that's me. Any goals that you have for your career going forward, like something that you really feel like you just want to achieve and that's that's how you'll know you've been successful. Yeah, I haven't thought about this too in depth, which I probably should have. But I think right now I sort of see it as I have like immediate goals that I would like to achieve. Like I kind of take them in steps like or levels like let's achieve this goal. And then once that's achieved, I can work on the next one and so on. So I think my my current goal is just to create something that actually helps people like it it has an impact on their life in a in a good way and luckily like where I work at Uber there's a lot of opportunities to do that you know for example drivers uh, are using the drive the driver app and a lot of them drive Uber for like a living right that's how they make their money yeah. and so they're using it all the time and so it's super important that we get the experience right and that it's an enjoyable experience for them so I would love to be able to design and create something that enhances that experience for them and makes it more enjoyable or gives them a sense of like accomplishment like I like that it's not frustrating to use right so I think that's probably my my first or sort of immediate goal that I want to work on right now and in more of the broader sense I I don't really know yet I think I'm still kind of figuring that out and I think I used to I used to think that my goals were win a design award and (laughs) make a really cool flashy website that gets shared and goes viral and everyone thinks is really awesome but I'm, I don't know, I'm becoming less and less interested in those things. Those those things are becoming less meaningful to me, I suppose. I, I used to care about whether my about page would have, oh, and she's won all of these awards. You yeah, know, Forbes how some 30 design, under 30. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like some designers have this list of all these awards and stuff that they've achieved, which don't get me wrong, is like congratulations to them. That's awesome. I used to think that I had to have that in order to validate myself yeah, as totally. a designer. Uh, but I feel less and less that way. I I, I care less. I, I don't know why that's changed in me, but I don't know. I think rather than focusing on these sort of consumer facing brands and experiences, which is a lot what those awards seem to be focused on. I I care a little bit more about creating actual real experiences for people. Do you think, I have a question here, uh, that your goal of you know, making something that really impacts someone's life and makes it better, was that a goal you had before Uber? And was it perhaps one of the reasons why you joined? Because I think it was definitely one of the reasons why I joined ConvertKit is because I have always had this goal of, well, not always, but like, since I got into my career, for the past few years, I've had this goal of making something really great that is becomes like this well-known brand and that, you know, people respect and find a lot of value and inspiration from. And that just wasn't going to be possible at the last company I was at because it was a B2B software that, I don't know, we, we didn't do all that much marketing. It wasn't, you know, going to be ever talked about around the internet, that sort of thing. So to come to ConvertKit where they are a company that is quite focused on brand really meant a lot to me and made me excited to have this opportunity to try some really cool stuff because they're more open to that sort of thing. So that's, yeah, something that played into my going for this role was that I knew it would be, could be a path to achieving that goal. 
I think so. I I feel like I I feel a sense of responsibility in my current role because there are people out there that are relying on the experiences that I create. And so I feel this heavy sense of responsibility and that helps give me purpose in a way like that that makes coming up to coming to work every morning exciting and help gets me motivated I suppose to make sure that we create these really good experiences for for our drivers and and riders etc so yeah I, I think so I think joining joining Uber in, in this new role has kind of given me a sense of I don't want to say it's like given me a sense of meaning in this world, but you know, it, it's helped me to feel like I'm doing something good or, or there's like the sense of responsibility, I suppose. Yeah. Like I, I feel the same about my role at ConvertKit. I feel like I'm in the exact right place I need to be right now. Like this isn't a stopgap on the way to something else. And I'm always keeping an eye out for whatever the next best opportunity is. I feel like I can really expand my career here and, and, get what I need from it, which is a pretty great feeling. What about let's move way, way into the future. So we're both <laughs> in our 20s. Yes. I am I'm in my late 20s, approaching 30 in several years, which is kind of freaking me out exciting. a little bit. It's exciting. Eh, I don't know about that. We'll see. You're like mid-20s, right, Fem? Yes. But let's like double that. What do you think you'll be doing when you're like 50 or 60 years old? Oh my Will gosh. Will you still be a designer? Because let's be honest, let's get real in this day and age. We cannot retire when we are 40 unless we suddenly no. strike gold. But what do you think you'll be spending your time doing when you're when you're that age? Honestly, I have no idea. And the reason I say that is because whatever I, I think I would like to do or try and imagine myself doing might not exist like technology is changing so fast that I feel like there is no way for me to predict what kind of role I would have if, of course, when I'm 50. That, that shouldn't limit you to you know thinking right now from what you know what do you what would you like to spend your time doing when you're that age like what do you imagine you'd like to spend your time doing? Well I think by then I would definitely like to be self-sufficient mm -hmm. so I would like to be doing my own thing. I'm not sure what they would be exactly by that stage. But on the other hand, I would also be really interested in participating in like creative technology, whether that's VR or augmented reality. Like how do you become a VR designer? I, I don't even know still today. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> but if I could figure that out, I think that would be something super interesting to explore. Uh, so I don't know. I think it would be fun to explore these different like creative areas and technological areas and kind of merge design and tech a bit more together and see what they could look like. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I like that. So basically, whatever the technology is at the time, you know, looking forward 30 years or so, that's what you'd like to be working in. Is I think still so. things that are quite new. I like emerging, that. Emerging tech, I emerging suppose. Tech, yeah. yeah, that's the word for I it. I don't know. And whether I could do that self-sufficiently or not is another question, but I, I think it would be really interesting to participate in that space. Yeah, totally. Why do you think you would, I, I'm not saying you're going to wait until then to start, but why do you see that as something you do so late in life? Or is it that you see yourself starting that maybe in like 10 years time and continuing it when, when you're that age? Mm, 
I don't know. That's a really good question. I feel like right now the barrier to entry is pretty high. Yeah, and I know that that's probably just an excuse. I'm sure that if I really wanted to become a VR designer this week, I could probably at least make a start and figure out how I would do that. But it's just nobody really knows. Like I would have to do a lot of digging to find out, I feel like, and I might be completely wrong in these assumptions. But I just feel like it's really difficult to reach right now because it's not common. It's not the norm. It's not what everyone's talking about. Like right now, I I don't know if it's just because I'm a product designer, but I feel like everyone's talking about product design and creating these products, these digital products and experiences. And so I don't know, maybe in the future that will flip and everyone will be talking about VR design. And then I feel like it will be easier to, to join. But also I do realize that that might just be an excuse of mine. And it's probably actually in my best interest to get started now instead of in 10 years time, because that way I'm sort of ahead of the game. Yeah, exactly. And I think that actually it won't be a switch from talking about product design to VR design. I think that like product design will become designing for VR because if that's how we're using our products, then that's what product design is, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of scary. But yeah, (laughs) it's, it's totally true. I don't know. So yeah, where do I see myself when I'm 50? I don't really know. I think it would be fun to participate in this like emerging tech. Maybe I'm not a VR designer, but I am part of the space somehow. Mm -hmm. But I think by then I I would like to be self-sufficient. Yeah, makes sense. And you? I could see myself definitely spending like the latter half of my career more on teaching. I really enjoy just cultivating a love of design and and a passion for design in people and getting them on the right path. Because I feel like there's a lot of, you know, everyone when they want to start becoming a designer and they're going to teach themselves and they go on like Upwork or these freelancing sites and they see people charging 20 bucks an hour, you know. And I just would love to be a part of starting people's design careers on a note where they realize how like much respect they should have for themselves and how much value that their work has and encouraging them to just be really good designers who get paid what they're worth. I don't know how really I would do that, but whether it's through, I don't know, I could see myself not working at a university, but definitely being like a touring lecturer or something or running my own design workshops. Perhaps I have my own little boot camp by then that I run. Who knows? But yeah, definitely something to do with teaching. I would sign up for that. <laughs> I don't think you need it, Fem, but thank you. <laughs> it's scary to think that far ahead though in our careers, right? Like Yeah, it is. I, <laughs> I don't know. I struggle thinking five years ahead. So thinking totally. like twenty five years ahead is really difficult. But I, I like your idea though. I I think I think by then I'm pretty confident that you will have learned enough and generated enough stories in your lifetime to yeah, be... Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, to, to be a successful teacher and facilitator. And yeah, like you said, a touring lecture, lecturer, that's really interesting. I, I, I guess people do that, right? Like you don't have to necessarily limit yourself to one school. I don't know. But that's, I, that sounds interesting. I do remember, though, that thinking sometimes that the professor's you know, teachers that we had at at my design school were, I don't know, it just could, it could easily feel like they were a bit out of touch because they weren't designing in the industry, you know, or they had been, but it was 20 years ago. So I want to make sure that I'm not in that situation ever. So I don't know if perhaps by the time I'm 50 or 60, my job becomes actually facilitating like other designers who are still working in the industry to to be teaching these classes or whatever. But 
yeah, something to do with the teaching space anyway. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> I think that looking forward in your career probably gets easier the, the longer you are into your career because right now for you, five years is, I'm going to say, well, make a guess. That's longer than your design career has been, right? Yeah. 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 See, my, I've been in the industry for, I think, seven years now, seven or eight, something like that. And so five years for me feels a little bit closer because it's less than double of what I've already been through, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I think that is that, that does contribute to why I feel a little unsure because I still feel so early in the game and like I'm still kind of figuring out even just what my options are that... Yeah, which is I, I don't know which option I should pick yet, but I think that just comes with time and experience, right? Like you can't really rush it. So hence why I feel comfortable and, and content with sort of continuing what I'm doing now for the next five years. So because yeah. I think that it will help me build experience and bring me a little bit more clarity. Yeah, I think it's always good to be asking yourself this question of where do I want to be in five years? It's definitely not something that I do enough. Like I probably think about it, I don't know, maybe once a year. Maybe that is enough. I don't know. Just just as a checkpoint with yourself to make sure that you really think forward and think, what do I want to be spending my time doing? Am I spending time right now on things that will get me there? Or worse, am I spending my time right now on things that are taking me further away from that goal? And so what do I need to do to correct that? I think if you never think about the future, if you never think about, you know, five, ten years time, even like two years time, you know, then you're never going to be able to achieve these goals that you might subconsciously have. Or I don't know, you might get 15 years into your career and think, wait, I don't actually know where I'm going and I've never even stopped to think about this. And when you do start to think about it, perhaps there's something that comes to mind and, and you know, you've spent the past five years working away from it and that would be a real shame so I think it's good to always check in with yourself and think about these things so I'm glad we had this talk yeah I'm glad we had this talk too and I think it's always good whenever we're sort of thinking ahead and trying to plan our, our lives is to always give yourself a bit of wiggle room right I, yeah. I think it's it's nice to say, oh, I'm gonna be a designer up until I'm 50 and, and work hard for the rest of my life which probably what we all, what most of us want to do. We all want to work hard and, and achieve goals, but it's also good to factor in that we need rest as well, or maybe somewhere along the time in the path, you might realize that you're totally burnt out on design and need a break and want to work on something else for a little while. And I, I, I also consider that I think when I'm planning ahead is Yes, I, I'm planning ahead for my design career, but also in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking, well, there might be a chance that things might change. And I, I like to think about that now so that when that when and if that does happen, I, I'm not disappointed by it. I'm kind of like preparing myself for if that would happen. And I think that's okay too, is to consider potential alternatives and not necessarily plan or prepare for it, but just allow yourself to think about those as possibilities as well. And that's why I think if you set your goals or, you know, whatever your future plans might be as more of a state of being that you want to be in rather than a yeah. specific thing. Yeah. Like if I said, I am going to be working at this company in five years time, then I really only have one option, you know, <laughs> but if you're, goal is like yours is to be making things that 
really help people and have a good impact on their lives. You could do that at so many places. Right. You could do that freelance. Like you could do that not even with design, you know? So yeah, that's that's a great way to think about your goals is the what you want to be spending your time doing and the state of being you want to be in. I, I agree. And and not necessarily pigeonholing yourself. Giving yep. yourself that freedom and that wiggle room to apply your goal or, or I guess make your goal flexible. Like it could mm-hmm. be applied in multiple ways. And so yeah, I, I think that's also a, a nice point and something important also to consider. Yep. Good thing to end on, I think. I really like this chat. We should do more episodes like this. It's actually, uh, it's kind of scary for me. I really had to, really? a little bit, I really had to think <laughs> like, what do I want to do, fam? Like serious time. But but it was really nice to think about it and also to just be honest on the show uh, is is always really fun as well. Yeah, I hope that you, person listening, enjoyed it. Uh, we'd love to hear what your future goals are with your career or plans or whatever. Share them with us on Twitter. We're at DesignLifeFM on there, and I think it would be really good to for you to start thinking about that, whether you share it or not. Just do us a favor and think about where you want to be in five years' time. Cool. Nice to chat with you, Charlie. Where can people go to find more episodes like this? If you head to DesignLife.FM, you'll find all of our episodes there is 104 of them now so there's quite a backlog to catch up on if this is your first and if you would like to have conversations like we're having right now but with other creative types who are working on side projects or are super inspiring then you could join our community that can be found at designlife.fm community and we'd love to have you be a part of it we're also on the twitterverse so you can find us on twitter at designlifefm And we usually, quite frequently, will post a tweet about an upcoming episode and we'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well. Good to chat, fam. Chat to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.